This podcast is brought to you by She Society, sharing the perspectives and stories of women Australia-wide. Hello and welcome to Buzzing About Books with Michelle Beasley. I'm Michelle Beasley from She Society and this week I'll be speaking about some of the books that I've just been reading over the break, the Easter break. We've had a couple of long weekends so I've managed to fit lots of reading in and I hope you have too. I'm here at my beautiful place in Twin Waters looking out across the lake and I've got some of the books that I've been reading so let's start. The first one is a very modern book that I really loved. It's called Grace Under Pressure by Tori Hashka. Now, Tori is a well-known food blogger, cookbook writer, travel writer, and she writes in a very contemporary vein. She's from the Northern Beaches, and this story is about Grace, who's an influencer, blogger, um, writes cookbooks herself, and she also comes from the northern beaches. So Grace's life looks perfect to everyone looking in. Um, and she, Tori got the idea from speaking with other mothers about wouldn't it be great to have a wife? Wouldn't it be great to live with other mothers so you could have someone to babysit, someone to share the drop-offs and pick-ups, someone to help with the cooking, all that sort of thing. So that was the premise for the story. Now, Grace's husband is away a lot and little cracks start to appear in their perfect lives. She has three children, a cookbook that needs to be done and uh, she's already got four cookbooks under her belt, but another baby um, and a relentless list of things she should be doing is starting to unravel Grace's life. So she ends up sharing her house with two friends. They decide to ditch the men in their lives and move in together, and they create a mummune, sharing the load of chores and the endless life admin. But... This utopian village is not quite all it's cracked up to be. This is a hilarious book, lots of funny parts in there, bits of comedy. It's modern, it's clever. It has um, like a Facebook page for the Northern Beaches mums. It's got each chapter's based around a recipe and food. There's heaps of recipes, especially at the end. This one's taken my fancy because it's breakfast time here. Sweet corn fritters with bacon, avocado and tomato jam. Yes, please, Tori. And things like, oh, the Facebook page for Beaches Mums. Hi, ladies. There's a lot of unpleasant gossip going around at the moment about a few mums. Just because someone has made some life choices that are different to yours doesn't give you the right to judge. Just wanted to say the usual. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Treat others as you would like to be treated. Carpe diem, etc, etc. Ooh, gets popcorn. What's the gossip? So we have community pages where I live too, which are filled with good tips but can sometimes be a little catty and a little funny as well. So very modern, very um, unique in the way that it's written. I think you'll really enjoy it. Grace under pressure. Now, I sent out an SOS to my son's girlfriend because I had finished all my books and she brought a few up here with her. So the first one is The Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams. Now, I've been waiting to read this. It was the 
book of the year last year and I think it's just been voted the uh, Australian Book Industry Awards the best general fiction book of the year and it's deservingly so. So it's 1901, it's set in, and the word bond maid was discovered missing from the Oxford English Dictionary. And this is the story of the girl who stole it. Now it's about Esme, who doesn't have a mother, so she spends most of her childhood in the scriptorium where her father is working on the dictionary, and it's in a garden shed in Oxford, where a whole team are gathering words. Esme's place is beneath the sorting table, unseen and unheard. And one day she sees a slip which contains the word bond maid flutter to the floor. Now she starts collecting some of these words, especially the words about women that have been misplaced, discarded or have been neglected by the dictionary men and they help her make sense of her world. Over time, Esme realises that some words are considered more important than others and that words and meanings relating to a woman's experiences often go unrecorded. So she begins to collect them for her own dictionary, the Dictionary of Lost Words. And it's so funny, since that time I've been collecting in my head women's words that I see around the place. So it's set within the women's suffrage movement when it was at its height and the Great War was looming. It tells of her life, her loves. She's a very clever character and it's a delightful, lyrical and deeply thought-provoking celebration of words. And it shows us how the power of language can shape our experience. I'm so glad it's so popular. It's been in the top 10 books for many, many months now. So if you haven't read it yet, you must. It's a number one national bestseller, Pip Williams, The Dictionary of Lost Words. It's a very original book. When I last spoke to you, I was reading The Paris Affair. Loved it. So modern, so much fun about an arts blogger like me and a great thriller from Pip Drysdale. So when I sent out my SOS for books, the first one I received was The Strangers We Know by Pip Drysdale. Now this one was set in London and it's when Charlie sees a man who's the spitting image of her husband Oliver on a dating app, her heart stops. She must be mistaken. But no matter how much she tries to push her fears aside, she can't let it go because she remembers that she took that photo of Oliver on their honeymoon. Other signs of betrayals start to add up and she does the only thing that she can think of. She signs up to the dating app to try and catch Oliver in the act but she soon discovers that infidelity is the least of her problems and nothing is as it seems. It's the eagerly awaited thriller from the best-selling author of The Sunday Girl. So Pip Drysdale's written The Sunday Girl, The Strangest We Know, and now The Paris Affair. And I've read these two and I can thoroughly recommend them. It was great to get back into London again. Um, Charlie works in a boutique and does all their social media, so that part appealed to me. Pip is just such a modern, wonderful writer and pacey, fast-moving thriller. So if you're looking for something like that, I can thoroughly recommend those books. Now, recently I went to a 
in conversation between Susan Johnson, who I've done a writing course with, and Frances Whiting. You'll know Frances from the Courier-Mail, and she's also written several books, the latest of which is being made into a series. So congratulations to Frances on that one. And Susan's been living in Greece with her mother, where she wrote this book, From Where I Fell, and also a memoir. So she writes in a lot of different genres. I've read her book, The Landing, which is set in Noosa. You might enjoy that one too. She's one of Australia's best-loved writers. I think she's been writing since... 1985 so yes quite a long time so she's very accomplished and Trent Dalton says about her book two deep bright razor sharp women at opposite ends of the earth tearing the band-aids off their souls exposing truths and lies buried beneath marriage motherhood and the sacrificial siege of mid to late life maintenance. Now what happens in this book is that a lady called Pamela in Sydney sends an email off to what she thinks is her ex-husband Chris Woods but instead it goes to a person called Chrysanthi Woods who's a teacher in New York State. Now this accidental email starts up a conversation between the women and as is often the case with women, they begin to tell each other the stories and secrets of their lives. Sometimes they get annoyed with each other, sometimes the emails are abrupt, but oftentimes they send a powerful missive from across the world. So Pamela's raising three sons. She's divorced from her husband, Chris. He's living in Paris. He's not speaking to her at all. Thankfully, he's still speaking to the boys. But uh, Chrysanthi is a helper, and she tries to help everyone in her life and make their lives better and at the expense of her own. So her dreams have been long dampened, and she must find a new home by leaving it. So they're opposites, really, these two women, but they exchange a lot of love, loss and fresh beginnings in their emails. So I really enjoyed that one and I read it in just two days. Uh, read it up here at the coast. So she creates two voices that echo and reverberate long after the final heart-wrenching pages. And by the end, you're just wishing that they things would get better for them both and that they could both live their best life. So I could relate to both women. They had different parts of my personality in each of them. So that's a great one from Brisbane author Susan Johnson, From Where I Fell. So what am I reading now? I have received a gifted copy from Annie Richards of A Book of Doors. Now, this tells about her life in 60s and 70s Brisbane, and it's based upon the student radical and cultural movements at the University of Queensland and inner-city Brisbane. And it's her perspective of the Vietnam moratorium protests, uh, the personal consequences that result from her involvement, and it recalls the violence of the Springbok tours, the growing black rights movement and the Aquarius Festival at Nimbin in 1973. So it's a really interesting historical perspective, one woman's historical perspective. And she has photos throughout and I'm finding it very, very interesting. A lot of these things I've heard about, but actually getting them a perspective from a person who was involved in it all and 
I knew about the student housing. Lots of students lived in houses near UQ and, and some of the things that were happening. And like Joby Offie Peterson, he was a big part of my life too growing up. He was the premier for most of my, my teenage years. So, yes, this is a great perspective on that from Anne Richards and she teaches at Griffith University. I met Anne at the Brisbane Writers Festival launch which is how we got talking and her publishers and also books sent me a copy to read and I'm really enjoying it for a change of pace. So that's one to look out for, A Book of Doors. Next I'll be reading The Nowhere Child by Christian White and that's a thriller, and it's about a person called Sammy West. Her name is Sammy West. This photo was taken on her second birthday, but three days later, she was gone. So on a break between teaching photography classes in Melbourne, Kim is approached by a stranger investigating the disappearance of a little girl from her Kentucky home 28 years earlier. He believes Kim is that girl. At first she brushes it off, but when Kim scratches the surface of her family history in Australia, questions arise that aren't easily answered. To find the truth, she must travel to Sammy's home in Kentucky and into her dark past. As the mystery of Sammy's disappearance unravels and the town's secrets are revealed, this superb novel builds towards an electrifying climax. And it was inspired by Gillian... Flynn and Stephen King's novels. Um, it's a combustible tale of trauma, cult, conspiracy and memory. And it's a remarkable debut by Christian White. So it won the Victorian Premier's Literary Awards. And Christian White is a, an Australian author and screenwriter. But Nowhere Child is his very first novel. So I'll look forward to reading that one. So that's about all from me now. I have been reading a lot of books up here. I hope you've been reading a lot too. Let me know what your recommendations are. I'm looking forward to receiving a romance next from my friend Maya Linnell in Victoria. Her new book Magpie's Bend is coming out soon. So she's sending me an art copy of that one, which will be great because I've read all her other books. And I'm due to read a lovely romance. So thank you to Maya for sending that on to me. Hopefully some of you will get to go to the Brisbane Writers Festival when it's on not far away now on the weekend, 7th to the 9th of May. And the Mother's Day event for Kate Morton will be on soon. So lots of great books lots of great literary events and we're starting to have a few author talks starting up in Brisbane and congratulations to our, one of our local bookshops, Avid Reader, where I had the launch of Destination Romance with two of my fellow Destination Romance authors at Avid Reader in West End. They were voted the best bookshop of the year by the um, ABIA Awards recently so well done to Fiona and the team there. That was wonderful to hear that our one of our favourite Brizzy bookshops that does a lot for writers and writing and have a pure love of books over there. So they are the best bookshop in Australia at the moment, which is wonderful. So hopefully you're reading lots of great books and stay sparkly, everybody.
Speak to you next time. This podcast is brought to you by She Society. 